the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. We are the only show on talk radio over 10 years now that's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, which, of course, is just about everything. I'm happy to introduce, and I, I don't think he needs an introduction, but Senior Vice President of Citizens Bank, Ace Wattasuparp. Hi, Ace. Good morning, Dottie. How are you? Good morning. How are you? How are you, you getting through the storm? Yeah, it's beautiful today, actually. The sun is I know. out. Snow is melting. So, you know, a little a little white snow isn't, isn't too bad, especially this no, time of the year, I, you know? It's pretty, actually. Today is pretty. Um, yeah, today is great. Right. And I'm also um, with us is our other co-host, Stephen Ebert, who is a partner in Barton LLP, one of the top loan firms in the city. Um, if you have questions. Good morning, Daddy. Good morning, Ace. Good morning. Uh, how morning, how are you? You through the snow? You got through it, okay? Yeah, we did fine. You know, it looks beautiful outside. Um, you know, we live in northern Westchester. We got maybe about a foot, foot and a half. Um, and um, it's if you like to cross country ski, now's a great time. Right. Well, I uh, was snowed in. And with ice, I'm out in the Hamptons, and I was snowed in with tons of ice. And actually, when the, finally, when I finally could get a plow truck to come, they told me, uh, we can plow the snow, but you have so much ice here that the plows won't get it. So I still have ice, but I was, um, after about two and a half hours, I was finally able to um, at least get out of the house. And, you know, I had hip surgery recently, so I can't afford to fall. So, uh, but it's beautiful today, and uh, the sun is shining. And I just want both of you to be aware, and all of the audience. I was starting to get a cold yesterday, so last night I don't, I'm an insomniac to begin with. So last night I took uh, not an Nyquil, but something like that, you know, for a cold and help me sleep. And so this morning when I got up, I felt better, but I said I better just take another dose. And so I did take it again, but I forgot that it was Nyquil. So if I fall asleep during the show, then you'll just carry on. (laughs) (laughs) I really can't even believe that. Okay. I want to thank Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender. Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions, and we thank them for their support. 
they have supported us from the beginning. They also support their customers by providing an integrated experience um, that includes mobile and online banking and a 24-7 customer contact center. You can easily find more information at citizensbank.com. And, of course, as I've told you, Citizen has a, a COVID-19 resource center, and we hope that's not in business too much longer because we hope this virus uh, in about six months takes care of everything. But in the meantime, they want you to know that they're there for you, and they understand the tremendous amount of financial and personal stress that this virus has caused all of us. So if you need relief or have any concerns or questions about financial situations, you can contact them at Helpful Services and Resources including economic impact stimulus packages and payments, financial hardships assistance, and, of course, always online banking. Um, you can reach uh, me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and email me at Dottie, at com or go to our Facebook page, which is called Iron Real Estate, and um, Ace and Steve's information is right, will go right to their website. So if you can't call us, you can leave us a question there. And so far we've had a lot of people leaving questions. Um, but you can also call us because we love to hear from you. That's 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Um, just for the record, I don't know who makes up these holidays, but today, and that's what is National Wreaths Across America Day. So, um, National Wreaths Across America Day is a movement to cover all veterans' grave markers with a Christmas wreath. I think that's a nice idea. Um, the observance is de- designated annually on Sunday in December by Congress. So, if uh, you can and you know somebody um, that was a veteran, um, you can put a wreath on their grave. I think it's a very special thing. I'm going to first start off because there's so many. This week is a week of news. I have so much stuff to talk about. Um, so I'm going to try to get through just the current things that happened just, you know, in the, in the last week, and then we'll talk about some interesting uh, things I think we all want to you want to know about it. But uh, Sylvester Stallone, remember Rocky? I mean, how could anyone forget Rocky? Um, he just bought in Palm Beach with his wife, uh, Jennifer Flavin. He purchased a mansion uh, on North Lake Way for $35 million. I guess he um, doesn't want to be in the cold. I guess he likes the sun. So he just bought something in Palm Beach. The National Grid is looking to sell a 16-acre site with nearly 1.5 million square feet of building potential at the southern tip of Brooklyn. And this is undeveloped land and lots. And it's at 2731 West 12th Street, and it has M3 zoning, making it usable for factory manufacturing, power plants, um, with a specialty exception for a large retail space. It's also, and we're not going to get into what opportunity zones are today, but it's an opportunity zone for anyone who qualifies for a tax abatement. And um, that's a lot of space, and that's going to be probably someone's going to scoff that up and put a big project there. I told you last week we're all very sad that after 90 years of 21 Club, which was a famous restaurant and social club, is closing 
and all 148 of its employees will be laid off early March. And that's according to the Post. So we're really sad about that. And, you know, this trend is starting people to really start downsizing. Deutsche Bank moved, you know, is possibly thinking of moving half of its Manhattan employees to smaller United States hubs, you know, in the next five years. It plans a major downsize, not of employees, of buildings. And I think this is one of the outcomes or one of the things that's happened from the pandemic. People realize they can work at home. Uh, the, the Financial Times says that its employees are having worked successfully from home and that it's, it's shown that you don't need all the space you can when some of the people can work at home. So that's not to talk about today, but that's going to – really affect retail, not retail, office space and buildings across the country. And um, it's something that, you know, down the road we'll talk about and how that affects retail. The jobless claims rate, as I said, I said it was going to go up, um, went up and more than 1.3 million people in total applied for unemployment benefits last week. That's 1.3 million New people that just applied. Um, the figure was released Thursday by the Labor Department, and it's an increase of 23,000 from the previous week. So that's a lot. And uh, I think this virus, when it's all said and done, hopefully this vaccine um, will get us out of the you know the worst part of this. And I don't think that's going to happen until about May or June, but at least you know we'll see an end to this. But I think there's going to be a lot of repercussions, some good, but a lot of bad, and there's going to be a lot of people that just didn't make it. Um, so probably next year we'll, we'll, we'll also add into our real estate some, some opportunities that we think people who are out of work can possibly uh, take advantage of. Uh, I was reading in the New York Times, um, and this I want to stress because you should write to your congressman, and I think when you listen to the media, and Stephen and, and, and Ace really, again, this is not rehearsed. We're talking, so whatever your opinions are, because we we at Ion Real Estate, we respect opinions, and they don't have to be the same. But in the, in, in the Post, there's a big article, and it says, Wealthy Leaving Less Income. Now, okay, it goes on to say that... Um, the mass exodus from New York City, from starting from COVID-19, has cost the city $34 billion in lost income. About three point five, about over 3.5 million people fled New York City between January 1st and December 7th this year. And they were replaced by some 3.5 million people earning lower average incomes. Now, so the good news is a lot of people left, but believe it or not, a lot of people came and, and moved for the first time to New York City, but their incomes were a lot less of the people that moved in, probably because they were younger people that moved in. This means that the Big Apple lost a net of 70,000 people during the pandemic. And... um to reach, you know, actually Tribeca with a population of 20,000 took the biggest hit. 
And I'm not sure why. I don't know, Ace, maybe you might know why. But Tribeca, with a population of 20,000 people, took the biggest hit out of the three with a net loss of 3,500 residents, equaling a net income loss of $1 billion. The more than 8,000 residents who bolted from the well-heeled hood in downtown Manhattan earned an average income of over 140000 And at the end of the day, I mean, I could go on and read this, but we don't have all day. But the end of what I'm saying is now, when people, when New York loses money and loses people, and of course, there's always this pull politically, the rich against the poor. And it really is, first of all, very divisional. I don't like anything that divides people. But second of all, for those who listen to the stations that really tell you, oh, well, you know, let's get rid of them and let's do this and that. Well, what happens when that happens is they pay all the taxes. I mean, the more money you make, the more taxes you pay. And they pay a good uh, over 80% of New York State's taxes. So uh, when you lose them, you're going to have a very large deficit in taxes. And where are they going to make that up? Now, and again, this I really want to talk about because I think it's, I think it's really important that you know it. So that's why that New York is, is, is thinking of, of putting a second home tax, which I think will put a coffin in New York, but um Okay, that they are looking, state lawmakers are quietly reviving plans for an annual tax on second homes in New York City. The reach for revenue goes beyond the condo towers of Manhattan's billionaire row, and that's what they're talking about, Central Park South around there, with different taxing methods for every, okay, so it's not just the people there, with different taxing methods for every category of homes owned by part-time residents across the borough. The boroughs, so that's all the boroughs. It comes as New Yorkers are temporarily living elsewhere, a feature of pandemic life that may continue. Now, that part is true, okay? Um, I mean, there is a dilemma. When we had the pandemic, a lot of people left when we were on lockdown, found a second home, had a second home, regardless, moved, and... Then we decided they could work at a home, and maybe why should they live all the time in New York City? I even see in the Hamptons a lot of people live in New York, and they'll come here, you know, they'll go back to the city and they'll come for weekends. Who gets the taxes? It comes as more New Yorkers are temporarily living elsewhere, okay, and, you know, that's continuing. They're looking to put a Pierre de Terre tax on in October, and they sent it to committee for review, and it's, it's not happened yet. We're trying to fight it. But it's a priority for the 2021 state legislative session. Now, um, I can go on and read this. I'd like to hear, you know, what you have to say in Ace. But I'm just trying to say to you that this proposed levy would discourage wealthy, out-of-town people, which I would say, I don't know the exact number, but I would say half, I, would, I don't want to say half, but a, a good 25%, I think, of the apartments that I see are people that live there part, not part-time. Maybe they live in Connecticut. Maybe they live on Long Island. Maybe they live upstate, and they work in the city, and they take a little small apartment 
so that they don't have to go back and forth every single night because the commute's a nightmare. And you also have foreigners doing that. Now, this would discourage those people from, because it's going to be a yearly tax if this goes through, from having this. And reduced demand would sink property values, I believe, and buyers may steep, want deep discounts, okay? I think that it would, it would hurt New York. And this is the reason they're doing this is they're trying to plug they're trying to plug a deficit that we have in New York. And I get that we have a deficit and we have to figure out where to get the money. But I'm not one to believe that's the right thing to do because I think that if you if you um take all this is my opinion, if you if you tax everyone that has a second place in, in a Pierre Terre in Manhattan, um because these people live there and pay, they pay, or they pay taxes. I think you're going to really take Manhattan and even lower the values more. I mean, what is your thoughts, Stephen Ace, on this? Well, Dottie, there's a, a lot of stuff to unpack in what you just went over. Um, and I, I think they're making a lot of mistakes, um, politicians, with this. Let, let me break down a few things. Let's talk about the movement of people around. Uh, I, I would say it's never things are never as good as they seem, but they're never as bad as they seem either. A lot of that data that they've compiled about people moving is based off of cell phone location. So the question that you have to ask is how permanent is that? I mean, we have three New Yorkers on the phone here, right? You have yourself, you have Ace, who are intimately connected to New York City. Yes, and during this process, you have spent time outside of the city and also in the city. And so it's important to keep in mind that the conclusions are as good as the data. And I think the data is a mix. Um, you have people who will be coming back in that as part of the natural process. And it's going to take months longer. I mean... I think, you know, what's great is we had the vaccine. It's starting to get rolled out. Um, as many of you know, my wife is a doctor. She actually got stage one of the vaccine yesterday. She did. Um, and what is her feelings on that? You know, I'm just curious. Your wife is a doctor. You well, know, you, you hear so many different sure. people who don't want to take it, people. Sure, sure. Just sure. Let me, I'll quickly like, say that, but I do want to go thought? back to the other points. But, yeah, um, she absolutely is in favor of it, absolutely in favor of it. And, you know, unfortunately, this came out in an election year. And this is where the process got politicized on both sides, and it should not be. And right. the, fa the fact is the, there is strong support for the scientific data. But, look, it's not all done. The fact is they don't have years' worth of data to see how long it lasts, right? Is this something that has to be an annual inoculation, like you get your annual flu vaccine? Does it last right. longer? There, there are some questions on that. But from the point of view of safety, from the point of view of being effective, I mean, it, it's very clear. And, and, you know, what I would say is this, you know, no disrespect to anyone, and I, I appreciate that people have concerns about things, but please don't make a conclusion about something without actually reading it through. Like, I may be in real estate, but I don't know how to pour a foundation for an office building. So I, I don't tell a construction crew that you poured the foundation wrong. 
if you're going to make a comment about the vaccine and say, I don't want to take it, I don't trust it, ask yourself the question, on what basis, on what scientific, on what knowledge basis, and that's very important. Good point. We'll, we'll, we'll take a break and then, Steve, when we come back, exactly. I want to continue with the Pierre, t- you know, the tax, yeah. and you, you continue with your thoughts on it. Uh, we're talking about New York City trying to impose a yearly tax on people that have second residence in New York City. We're going to continue to that right after the break. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. You've heard me talk about my pillow and how I love Mike Lindell and how my pillow literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they are made in the USA. Now is the time to buy. You're getting the lowest price ever. Get a standard queen premium pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Mike is also extending a 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener's square, and use promo code AM970. There you'll find this amazing offer. Also, deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets. They make the best Christmas gifts ever. 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Promo code AM970. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I bust my butt 16, 18 hours a day, seven days a week, and I needed to do something. Wasn't sure what. Did a lot of research, and most health products pass through our digestive system with very little, if any, benefit. But I have your two bottles of Balance of Nature, the fruits and the veggies, And it's time that people discover this product because it is real, and I see noticeable results. I'm taking balance in nature, and I'm getting healthy. I'm reaching a new balance in health. So let's get the word out. Let's get you guys out there and running. Thank you so much. You guys are a blessing, you know, to people like us that need help with our health. It's so tempting to eat just anything, you know. We don't have our fruits and veggies, so for moms like me, it's a miracle from God, let me tell you. I'm in construction, but, you know, for the last two years, I was really dragging. I was lacking energy, so I started taking Balance of Nature, and it really started making a huge difference. It made me feel more energetic, and now I couldn't feel better. I feel like I'm 20 years old again. I mean, the guys at work are like, what's up with you? So, you know, I'm a believer in it. I had a couple of my buddies who I never knew they were on it, but they're on it too. It really does let your body do what it's supposed to do. It's amazing. It's amazing what Balance of Nature does for you. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. Take AM970 The Answer anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Each week, I delve into the minds of some of the most inspirational and influential people in the world. From health and wellness to professional development, 
to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to provide the tools needed for personal and professional growth, improved health and well-being, and self-empowerment. Conversations with Joan connects the dots between mind, body, soul, and spirit. Start your week on a positive note. Tune in to Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, you can listen to it across all major podcast networks. To learn more about Conversations with Joan or the Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life brand, visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we were talking to Attorney Stephen E. Bird about um, the proposed chair tax, which is a tax on the second residence in New York City. Um, if you're a caller, we're going to get to you, but I just want to finish our train of thought because we were like in the middle of it. So Steve, you want to continue talking yeah. about that? A- a- absolutely. I mean, look, it- it's, it's really a terrible idea. Um, that's not the way to balance a budget. Um, what you'd want to do is you want to encourage investment, not discourage. You want to encourage people to enjoy the vibrancy of the city and develop it and not discourage it. And what New York state and New York City is learning, and, and if they don't learn it quickly, um, it will be a very bad lesson, is that everybody has a breaking point. You know, the, people are willing to pay a premium because it is a premium market. There's all sorts of opportunities. There's all sorts of talent and resources that are here. But at a certain point, people will say, enough. And, and, and this is where it's a bit, it's a bit much. And what you don't want to do is have somebody make big decisions in a climate of uncertainty because they're not going to do it. And you know what? As someone who is talking, who is having these conversations with clients, I can tell you there are transactions that have not happened just because of the news that this might happen. And people are not going to make a big investment. So you are saying, Steve, because we're seeing the same thing, people that were purchasing, thinking purchase were Definitely purchasing apartments, thinking it's a great time to buy that Pierre-Tair, are now holding off because they hear that there's talk of this, and it's not, and they're not even proposing. They're not even. This is. They're not even proposing like a one-time tax. They're proposing a yearly tax. A hundred. A hundred percent. I have. I can tell you. You know. I, I. While I can't reveal client confidence and say their names and the addresses, but a hundred percent, I. You know. People were like, "I'm very happy with the deal. I'm very happy with the building. Let's talk about this Pietatera tax." And we talk about, it and they say, "You know what? I'm not going to do it." And these are multi-million-dollar transactions. And guess what happens? And this is one of the mistakes that government makes. They think, "Oh, there'll be a different buyer," and there might be. But here's what happens. On those deals, there would have been a mansion tax. There would have been a mortgage tax. There would have been a transfer tax. All those taxes that are already in place that they would have been fine with, the city and the state lost out on all that money because those people are not doing those transactions. So there's not just a, there, there's another layer of a cost which they need to understand. 
And it's very tough for them to understand because they're not one-on-one with those clients and on the front line of it. But the threat of adding more tax is not only the question of that additional tax, but they're losing tax revenue from transactions that did not happen. Right. And they're not thinking that, you know, Jonathan Miller, who's a, I, I would call him the, the appraiser of the country, uh, says that it would be catastrophic and it would result in a net loss tax revenue. It wouldn't help them. It would hurt them. Um, and ignores important that the tax policy changes human behavior. And he says as when we, when we put the mansion tax in, which we have that tax also, he said, which was born in last year, that was sh- there was a sharp decline in sales. I mean, I don't know how many taxes they're going to put on taxes and taxes and taxes, but at a point, but, we're so taxed. I, I'm going to make one appeal, Bobby. drive all the wealthy out because, the, uh, you know, you hear on TV, oh, on the news, well, then the wealthy, well, you'll drive them to another state, but what the New York State doesn't realize well, if you drive 80% of the, pe- the, the, the 20% of the people that pay all the taxes out, then well, you really have no taxes. Well, there's 148 people you can ask that question to. The 148 people that you mentioned earlier from the 21 Club that in three months won't have a job. Because the customers, this law attacks the customer, or the, this law that they're talking about, I do want to say, that they're discussing, that tax the people who would go to a restaurant like the 21 Club. So here's the consequence. The people didn't go, and they have 148 people that had nice-paying jobs that now in three months will be unemployed. That is the consequence. So when they say, oh, it's on the wealthy, there you go. There's one example, and you can repeat that example all throughout the city. That's a great example. And this is where I want to make an appeal. If anyone who is in city or state government is listening, the game needs to stop. They need to stop all... See, here's the thing. In the end, this pied-à-terre tax may not happen. But what happens is, this is part of the negotiation that's there between the city and the state and different branches of government on figuring out how to balance the budget. But people like certainty in their lives. And when they start throwing things out there, even in the end, if this pied-à-terre does not come to be, the threat is out there the nervousness is out there. The transactions that didn't happen didn't happen. And so I ask them, if they're listening, don't play these games because you're having real-life consequences. Businesses are really making decisions because you're creating an environment of unknown. Um, and I see it time and time again on the residential side. I see it in commercial leasing. I see it manifesting in many different ways, and it's a very—it's a game with consequences that's being played in government right let now. Let me let me take a call from Sarah. Sarah, are you on the line? Sarah, or did I lose you? Hello, hello. Hi, Sarah. Happy holidays. Thanks. Happy holidays. Same to you. A healthy one. Yes, healthy is most important. So, so where are you from, Sarah? Well, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those rich people. I have property in um, New York, downstate okay. New York, and up, and upstate New York. Great. And great. um, hello. Yes, we hear you. And and um, I'm a senior citizen, and okay. I'm concerned 
My problem is how to transfer my property. Should I transfer it, sell it to my daughter? Should I, um, what should I, in order that if something should happen to me long term, to protect it? So you want, yeah, so I'm going to give that question to Steve, but you definitely want, you know, you, you want your, your daughter to have the property. Is that the, is that what you're asking? And how's the best yeah. way to do that? Right, yes. Okay, Stephen, you want to take that call? Sure, of course. Th- thanks for calling in, and it's a great question. The most important thing is to actually plan, and the fact that you're asking the question now is the most important thing. So many times people don't plan, and then something happens, and then it's a mess. Now, mm-hmm. the answer to that question, there's, there's, you have multiple options, and they, they're personal ones also. Um, so it's a combination of, number one, everyone should have, even if it's a basic one, an estate plan. So that way your wishes are followed and that also from a tax point of view, the smartest approach is taken. And there are multiple things you can do. Some people put property in trust. Some people have a will. Some people hold maybe investment properties in a business entity, like an LLC, a limited liability company. Um, You have a few different ways you can go. And obviously, I don't want to put your your personal information out on the air, but it's going to depend on the full family situation. Do you have multiple children, and does it all go to one, or is it split equally? Um, Is it something where you want them to be involved with learning and managing the property now, or wait until a future date. Um, and then also we'd want to look at really the tax treatment. There's something called uh, basis, and it ties into capital gains tax. So depending upon how those numbers come out, there are certain ways to approach it rather than others. Well, I think so, what she's basically asking, yep. is it one daughter? Do you have one daughter only? Is it just one person you want us to go to? Yeah, yes. Okay. And, um, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I, I'm thinking of if I refi- refinance now for, for for me for for monetary reasons, at this interest rate low, or just now to go on and um, like sell it to her. But I'm hearing that even after whatever documents is written up, that the government can or whoever, if I inquire medical bills. Or right, I think we're coming up to a break, but you know what? I think can, that. There's, we just hold on because I think that what you're saying, that you might need some cash also, like before you yeah. give it to her. If you just give it to her, you know, there's no, you want to have enough money for you to live on also. Yeah. I'll so, okay, it so it might, she might need a refinance and then some legal language, you know, about transferring at some point. We're going to answer your question. Sarah, stay on the line. I think we have a commercial, but I think probably... Ace, she needs to refinance or something to pull some money out and then some legal strategy with Steve. That's why we have everybody on. We covered all of your bases. Sarah, that's a great question. Um, stay on the line. We'll be right back after our commercial break. Great. 
The holidays will be different this year. Also different is the way you have been and will be doing business. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing, but are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers who are still making buying decisions this year and for next. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. I grew up poor, which is even worse than being poor. From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain, available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code WNYM and save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code WNYM. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, hoping you can join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the Land of Israel, October 2021. Join us. Get firsthand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating countries on Earth. But you'll share experiences that'll change how you read Scripture. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall. Sail on the Sea of Galilee. Pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on and on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. Now listen, if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me October 2021 and right now register worry-free. Peace of mind guaranteed refunds up to May 8th if for any reason you want to cancel. So to come along, call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms can mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. 
We're back, and uh, we've had a caller. This is Ion Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Butters Tubop on financing and uh, Stephen Ebert with our legal counsel, myself, Daddy Herman, um, uh, real estate. And we have a call that's uh, Sarah that wants to transfer ta- her property to her daughter at some point. But in the process, she needs money to live on. So, Sarah, because I'm going to get Ace on, and, and Stephen, on, all of us involved, you're, you want this to go to your daughter, um, but you need money to live on. If you sold, if you gave it to her tomorrow, um, you would not have enough money to live on. So are you looking to possibly pull some money out of it and then send it to her or you're, you know, then leave it to her after you pull some money out of it? Or, or, you, or your other thought was, should I just sell it to her? Well, so well, uh, Ethan and Stephen, excuse me? That was my original thought to sell That's it. That's what I thought. To That's her. What I want to cut to the chase. That's what I heard you say. So, Stephen and, and, and Ace, I mean, maybe you could give her the pros and cons of doing that either way. I mean, selling it outright mm-hmm. to her, or I think better off uh, possibly the first way. So, how would that work if she wanted to refinance it? Ace, could she? What's yeah, the she property worth about? Yeah. Do you know, Sarah? Yeah. Around. Hello? Yeah, what's the, what's your property worth around? Do you think the about five hundred thousand? And and are you mortgage free or do you have a mortgage? I it's I have a mortgage, but it's like sixty seventy thousand. Okay, so Ace, maybe you and, could. And hello. Yeah, we're listening. Yeah. We hear you. Hello. Yes, we hear you, Sarah. Ace, yeah, do you want to give us some ideas? Yeah. Um, so, Sarah, if you're looking to refinance, you could do that, too. Or if you're looking to give your property um, to your sister, you could probably do what we call gift of equity as well. Well, you're probably no, not you. No, she needs, some, she needs some of the money. She I, needs to. Let, let, me, money. let me, hello, let me see. If I sell the house to my daughter, I'm going to sell it to her. And um, with the equity I have in it, I understand right. that I, you know, I can um, give her some to help for her, like to help her with the down payment. Yes, equity. Yep. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. I think that maybe that's my option now. And but the idea is, I was told that even five or ten years after you do any kind of transaction, something you, you, she could still be liable for. If something, if the if the government and the way it was explained to me, if Medicaid Medicaid can come after you for any part of your medical bill, they had to pay. Oh, I think what you're talking about, and maybe I'm wrong here, but when my dad, unfortunately, he's not alive anymore, but when we decided, when we went to an elder care attorney who specialized in that, and mm. what we were, what what was, what we were told was that if he had any assets, that you know, if he, you know, they would, if he went to a home, God forbid something happened, they would take mm-hmm. them, or if mm-hmm. he got really sick, and so. Um, we were told to sell. I we were told to sell his house completely. Mm-hmm. Then we were told to take that money and put it in a safety deposit box. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, you know, I just just you know have it there. Um, 
And then, you know, whatever he used, he used, and whatever he didn't, he didn't. But I don't know if that's, um, I'm giving you the right of it. This was years ago. So I, what she's trying to say is if she, if she sells a house to her daughter, um, is there a time limit that they could, like, in other words, God forbid something happened and she had to go to a home or something, would they be able to take that part of that house? Or is there a time limit that yet? Right. I think there is a time limit. If I'm not mistaken, there is. Yeah, they're, they're, what, what you're talking about, and this is not my area of expertise uh, on it, mm-hmm. um, it, 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 Dottie's right that going to an elder law attorney is, is exactly the person to go to. But basically, um, there is Medicaid and Medicare. Medicare is for seniors. Medicaid is for those who are low income. Medicare generally for seniors does not cover nursing home care. And mm-hmm. so what happens is if you transfer assets, there is a look back of that transfer. If I recall, please don't quote me on this because this is not my area. It used to yeah, be three years. Yeah, it used to be three years. I believe it's now a seven-year look back of an asset transfer in which the government can go and, and um, you know, look for reimbursement for the nursing care because it is covered under Medicaid but not part of Medicare. Um, again, that's my general standing, and again, that should be double checked. Yeah, right. Um, right. We will, you know, real estate, not elder law, but but yeah. that's but that's what we're we're talking about here. But that deals with like nursing home bills and so forth, like that. Um, but there's more to the story on that because that's generally involved with gifting. Um, I, my understanding is what you're looking to do is really more selling to your daughter. Um, well, so again, that's a very import- that's that's an important distinction because right. she would be giving you money as opposed to you just giving away assets. So that's important from a planning point of view. So I would need a elder law attorney. Well, elder care, you know, we can find you some basic information, but the first thing that you have to decide that I think Stephen made a very good point. We, my father, wanted to not sell us anything. He wanted to take the money that it was in his home and be able to live on it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, you have to decide, first of all, what, before you call anybody, you have to figure out if you were to sell your home. Let's just say if you were to sell it, let's say if you were to give it away, mm-hmm. can you live on whatever you have now? If the mm-hmm. answer is no, then you know. Then you're, you're then you're going to have to do a sale. And what Stephen's telling you is, if you do a sale, that's going to be treated very differently with Medicare and you know with with you know the, that's going to be treated differently. If you if you're trying to give something away, then they they will look back and say, listen, I, and I forgot how many years, and I will find the answer out for you. But there's so many years that they look back. In other words. You have to do that like five, six, I forgot how many years it is, but mm. in advance. You just can't say, okay, I'm going to give my daughter this house, and then if anything mm-hmm. happens to me, I'll, you know, I have no money left, so then I'll just get everything for free. So that's a thought. Well, but I think Stephen's well, point is if you're going to sell her part of it, sell where she's going to actually give you money, then that's mm-hmm. a different way. So the first thing I would do is find out with your daughter, if she would like to buy some of it, because that would that would mean that she'd have to give you real money. 
And then right. once you know that, we can help you. You know, I'll get you the information. At least some of them. I'll, I'll, I'll even get somebody to come on the show and talk about well, it. Well, I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's where that's the bottom line, because it's the house that she grew up in, and the the rest of my kids have their own home, homes and stuff. So, I want at least this one in New York, in New York City. But um, I'm going to sell it to her. But I still want. I'm not clear of. What happens if something happened to me after that? This okay, we'll find out the answer. I will have money. I will have money to live on. But then I can, I'll still have extra money. But um, I, I experienced with my father upstate with that house. He was, he, he was treated through the VA, but he also had um, a settlement with some asbestos company. Right. And as it tripled in... They took out something they said that they owed. The lawyer said he, he. They felt like they owed him. He owed them for their, his medical care, and he was on okay. Medicaid. Well, as I said, we're not experts on on that. But let me. Um, um, I will uh, end up getting. I will get a medic. You know, a senior care attorney come on the show. Um, and answer your questions and some of the other people's questions. I mean, Steve is a real estate attorney. I'm not an attorney. Um, neither is Ace. But I can tell you that what the what we gained by going to an elder care attorney was worth every bit of money that we paid him, and then some. And I think Steve said you have to plan. So let me either get some names for you or you know, get somebody on the show. You know, I, I guess next week's going to be hard. It's Christmas, but right after the new year, okay, if you could hold on for two weeks. And thank you for calling us. Those are very smart questions, and have a happy holiday and safe. Thank you, Sarah. And that's really a good question because, and I'm, I'm going to have a uh, elder care because we went when my father was alive, and I, it was my brother's idea. And the, the knowledge that we gained and what he taught us was invaluable, you know. So I'm not making a pitch for, you know, any particular reason. And I think that knowledge is power. And I think that we're all lucky that I have Stephen and Ace, the two top guys in their fields, to really share this information with you that you're um, getting really free. And I, I can't tell you how much really in the long run um, and I want to thank both of you so much for giving up your time also uh, to help everybody understand because it really means a lot, and it's a lot of money that's saving. So with the Vienna Tear Tax, what would you suggest Ace and Steve people do? Call their congressman, write to their congressman. What can, what can our audience do? Um, I'm going to post it on our website. If there's a, you know, I'm going to post on um, our Facebook page uh, where you should call because uh, we really don't, now. If you don't agree with us, then don't. But we really think it would be really detrimental to New York City. And again, yes, even as Steve said, even though it might not happen, it's not in concrete. Just the talk of it. You need to but call Steve, them let up. Let me ask you a question. I and, won't and mention. Can names. I just say one thing on that point, Dottie? Yeah. You need to call them up and ask to speak to any of what's called the legislative aides or legislative director. And you can write a letter to. And you do both, but I'll tell you, you know, they weigh the effort put in 
more strongly, right? If you take a canned email and you just keep on forwarding it, it counts, but it doesn't count the same way if you call in and you give them an earful. And okay, so, so you I know what, Steve? You. Maybe you could give that information to Kyle, and we can post it on our Facebook page on, where, on, on, on how to get in touch with somebody. Well, you got to look. Yeah, I mean, if you look up and just find out who is your assembly member, who is your state senator, um, who is also your city council rep, who did you guess? Who did you guess vote for? Right, a few weeks ago. Um, who who won that election? And then you call them, and, and you give them an earful okay. and, and say, "You are not representing the city and the state properly," and don't take the vote for granted. Because here's what happens is they they go out there and they campaign and they don't hear from most people for a few years. You, you well, need here's to, a, you, let me say this, and I, I'm not going to tell you that I've never been a culprit of this either. I'm going to ask Ace and and Stephen. We're all human. But everybody complains about stuff. But, you know, complaining is one thing. Wiping about is another thing. Talking to your friends about how bad it is or good it is. But most people don't do anything about it. So we're telling you if you believe that we're correct. And let me say this. Because I think politically they've tried to make it the rich against the poor. And that is really a disgrace. Because... Obviously, people that have money should pay their way. But if you look at the taxes in New York, most of it's collected by a small amount of people. If you throw them all out and they go to states that are a little tax-friendlier because New York is the highest tax as it is. Now they're going to put it over the top. You're just sending business, and then you're sending, as Steve pointed out, jobs. Jobs that these people, you're also spend, sending jobs. And as, as Stephen said, if you look at all the people that have second properties in New York City, and that includes foreigners, they fill the restaurants. They buy the clothes in the stores. Okay? They, you know, they, they, they contribute so much revenue to New York City that I don't think that, and I think that what's happening is we have a very big deficit in New York City. As I said in the last show, by the way, we had this before the pandemic. The pandemic only coupled it. It made it worse. But I'm sure New York will get some aid. So they're trying to look at all ways to raise money. And it never fails. The only way they think they can raise it is on real estate taxes. And, real... and Steve, how many taxes do we have on real estate now? There's the millionaire's tax. There's a bunch. Can I just make one analogy? I just want to make one analogy just to give you a sense of how much money we spent. Does any... Do you know that the budget for New York City in 2020 is $92 billion? $92 billion for New York City. Not New York State, New York City. The new budget estimated for 2021 is $97 billion. Went up $5 billion. We're coming up to news. Would you finish that right after the news? Yeah, we're going to be right back. This is so important for everyone to know. Okay, we're just going to break for the 11 o'clock news. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss this part of it. It's really important.
Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.